Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Happy Halloween, everybody. This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. An interesting scenario this week with Chad Morris and Joe Moorhead facing each other, two coaches that are listed one and two on coachinghotseat.com. We're going to discuss some of that. We're going to get into this Mississippi State game, talk a little basketball, talk a little recruiting as well. Keith Grayson is going to join us. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. Okay, a couple of things before we get started. I want to get into a couple of housekeeping items and uh, – this is a big deal for us, okay? So right now at hogsports.com, you can get CBS All Access for free with your Hogsports subscription. It doesn't matter if you're a monthly subscriber or a yearly subscriber. It doesn't matter if you signed up in the past or if you're going to sign up because of this or because of something else. As long as you are a Hogsports subscriber, you will get CBS All Access. That's a $99 value, and it's not just the one year. I mean, it's as long as you have your Hogsports subscription. As long as you have it, you will get CBS All Access. So Hogsports.com is just $1 for your first month right now or 30% off for your first year. That comes with a seven-day free trial also for the annual option. And you get CBS All Access. It's simple to set up. It's explained right there on the homepage. And that's a great offer. So basically for a $99 subscription to Hogsports.com for an annual you get CBS All Access, which is a $99 subscription. So it's just one more thing that we wanted to do uh, to enhance our product. There's no plans to ever raise subscription prices. There's no plans for um, taking this offer away. This offer is going to be there for a while. So uh, just another great thing that uh, that we're able to provide at 24-7 Sports with our connections through CBS, our parent company. So I want to remind everybody there's plenty of ways to watch and listen, always streaming on Facebook Live. YouTube, we upload immediately after. If you haven't followed Facebook Live page, go ahead and follow now. Uh, if you're not subscribed to YouTube, go ahead and subscribe now and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new content. Throw us a thumbs up if you like the content uh, that we provide if you haven't done so already. And be sure to share it with somebody else if you think they might like it. Always available on Apple Podcasts as well. We're the number one rated Razorback show on Apple Podcasts. So go ahead and throw us a review and a rating. We'd love to have that from you. Help boost our channel anytime someone search for Arkansas Razorbacks. Also on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play somewhere else. A lot of places now. So uh, plenty of ways to watch and listen, and we certainly appreciate you guys following us there. As I mentioned, Keith Grayson is going to join us here in a little bit, but I want to get to a, a couple of things here before that. So Arkansas has a big visit weekend coming. you got four visitors coming. Connor O'Toole is the latest one that was announced, a wide receiver out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, who you know, has some options out there, Washington State, Baylor, Utah, Arizona. Arkansas, Washington State, Baylor are, are believed to be his his top schools right now, 6'3", 205 pounds out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Aaron Moore, also a linebacker that Arkansas has been in on for quite some time now. Arkansas, uh, Memphis, Missouri are a few of the schools that are, that are interested in him. But Aaron Moore uh, is a guy that's been on their radar for a long time, finally coming in for his official visit. Mike Harris out of Phoenix City, Alabama, Central High School, same high school at 
as a Monte Spivey. Arkansas obviously has some connections there, uh, but that's another guy to keep an eye on uh, for this weekend's visit of safety. Arkansas can always use defensive backs. That's a big priority in this class, getting defensive backs. Brady Ward is another name that's popped up a whole lot uh, out of the state of uh, Alabama, Mobile, St. Paul's Episcopal, 6'7", 310-pound offensive lineman, um, has had a lot of schools that, you know, some schools I think have moved on as they've gained commitments, but Florida State, Oklahoma, LSU, Alabama, in addition to Arkansas are some of the schools that have been after him. So Brady Ward's a name that's been out there for quite some time. Moses Moody's down to three schools. Uh, Arkansas native out of Little Rock who's transferred to Montverde Academy last year. Uh, but Arkansas, Michigan, Virginia. Virginia be the newer name in there. There are some reports out there. I think a reporter out of Michigan had – uh, Arkansas, believe in Arkansas to be the leader. That would obviously be big. I mean, there's five guys from this state that are very highly coveted originally from this state. Not all of them are playing in this state anymore, but five guys uh, that Arkansas would love to get on the commitment list from, from the state of Arkansas. And Moses Moody down to three. And not far off from making a decision either. This is a cool story. Brandon Allen slated to make his first start, and we had a chance to talk to Bobby Allen, former Razorback coach, now in uh, the offices there at the University of Arkansas, has been for some time. But uh, Brandon Allen making his NFL debut and his first start. He's been in the NFL for a number of years now, drafted in the sixth round in 2016 by Jacksonville Jaguars. So this will be his first regular season action and his first start as well. Good to see that Bobby Allen, and I guess his mom isn't going to be able to come, but Bobby Allen, um, Austin Allen, his sister, will all be able to be there, and I think some extended family also. So, cool deal. Brandon Allen's a guy that caught a lot of flack, but has literally the 85th best season in college football history from a quarterback. When you consider the entire scope of college football, that's pretty impressive. So, uh, Brandon Allen caught a lot of flack, but had a really strong senior year. Led him to an 8-5 and five record. Kickoff time set for Arkansas and Western Kentucky. It's going to be what time is it? 11 p.m. or excuse me, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's the first Central Standard Time game. This is to, this weekend is the last Central uh, Daylight Time game against Mississippi State at 3 p.m. on SEC Network. So they'll meet the Hilltoppers and uh, at 11 a.m. on Saturday, November 9th, on SEC Network. And that's going to be an interesting because Ty Story is involved in that one. Ty Story, who's playing pretty well right now. Ty Story's playing pretty well. What happens if Ty Story walks in here and beats Arkansas? Could be weird. Um, you know, and that brings me to Arkansas's quarterback situation. Arkansas's quarterback situation under Chad Morris. So if you go back, if you look at this year right now, Arkansas quarterbacks have completed 159 of 296 passes which is 53.7% for 1,860 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. That's Ben Hicks and Nick Starkle and John Stephen Jones all combined. Okay. Starkle currently leads the team with five starts and 1,118 passing yards. Okay, so remember, 159 of 296 passing, 53.7% for 1,860 yards, 10 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Last year – Last year, Arkansas was 127 of 235, which is 54%, so slightly better, not noticeable, anything big, but 54% completion percentage, fewer attempts, fewer completions, so slightly fewer yards, 1,587 yards, 13 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Okay, Ty Story was 81 of 142 for 983 yards at this point in five starts. Five interceptions compared to seven touchdowns. So, 
Arkansas's passing game, they've thrown for fewer yards with three, fewer attempts and everything, but their efficiency rating is slightly higher than last year. And that's just significant to me when you consider – you had two guys leave the program, transfer out, and you had one guy come or two guys come in from the grad transfer market. And on the surface, this is like, well, this is an obvious upgrade. I mean, just watching Ben Hicks throw the ball, they didn't have a guy with, you know, a throwing motion like that last year when you consider the older quarterbacks. And then, uh, you know, obviously watching Nick Starkle in practice, just like, yeah, that guy's got it. He's the guy. And that is, I mean, Nick Starkle's exhausted every opportunity to be the starting quarterback at Arkansas. It's just. It's just not working out and really has cost them a couple of wins this season, a few wins. He has cost them a few wins this season. So maybe if things have been a little differently at quarterback, maybe if Ty Story comes back to Arkansas, maybe we're talking about a win over Kentucky and San Jose State, and maybe we're we're looking at these last four games and thinking, well, they got to win you know, a couple of these last four games, and they're in a bowl game. That seems realistic. Everybody's rhetoric is completely altered if that happens. Kentucky, San Jose State, two games they should have won. They – they won those games then then everything's different they probably played differently against auburn and alabama as well with a lot more to play for but it's not like that it's it's a lot different now i mean it's there's a lot of discussion we're going to bring keith grayson on here in a minute and we're going to talk about coaching hot seat some of the things that were asked of joe moorhead and chad morris a little bit ago but i want to get to this real quick before we jump into bringing keith in because the ncaa has taken that next step, and we didn't talk about this because this happened Monday after the show had already aired. But the NCAA has voted on starting the process of allowing pro, uh, recruits, or excuse me, players to profit off their name, image, and likeness. So I don't know how they're going to figure this out, how it's going to work out. I do think it's probably the right thing to do, but it opens up all kinds of other questions. Like now, are these guys aren't amateur athletes? Do you tax their scholarship? There was a I think a senator in North Carolina who brought that up. I mean, is that going to make it a wash if you have to tax stuff like that? Um, you know, how do you re- regulate it? How do you keep everything on an even playing field? Is this something that's going to be good for Arkansas or good for the programs that haven't been cheating already? Because now everybody can figure out a way to get athletes paid versus before. I mean, there's obviously cheating going on in college football. There's no question about that. So, um just the the questions are like what level what's the how high is the activity thing so is this something that's going to balance thing out is it going to make the rich richer a lot of questions how do you regulate this to keep it on an even playing field for everybody so you still have that sense of competition that you can compete you know you you have to keep that you know, the NFL has it a little differently because they try to keep things more balanced. You draft players and stuff like that. With college, it's about recruiting players. So it's a totally different landscape. I don't know how it's going to work. It's a lot of discussion to be had between now and January 21st of how this thing works out. Let me know if you've got any thoughts on this, but I don't know how they're going to figure it out. But I do think it's a step in the right direction. But at the same time, you know, when you consider if you have to pay taxes on stuff like that, how does that balance out? How does that balance out for the student athlete? Do you do stuff like you bring back the NCAA video game, which I really hope they do? Do you bring that back and just everybody gets kind of a blanket payment? I mean, people aren't paying for that game just so they can play with Tua Tonga Valoa. That's not why they're playing. They're playing so they can play with their team, their roster. If somebody's left off the roster, then it just feels incomplete, doesn't feel authentic. So everybody has to be all in. Are you going to have situations where certain players sponsor their own game? 
you know, and they're left out of this game because of that. How do you deal with jerseys in an advertisement like the University of Arkansas? Can a player wear that jersey? All kinds of questions like that. I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's a very interesting topic. I mean, this is a big-time, big-time change in what has been allowed in the past. And there are several things that I've said before you got to keep consistent. you got to keep the fans. The fans' interest has to be there. It's a very important part of college athletics. The players have to be taken care of. Make sure you're doing what's in the best interest of the student-athlete. The coaches, staff, administrators, all those people play a big role, obviously. And then the overall integrity and interest in the game, you have to protect the game. None of this would be talked about with all the guys that came in the past that poured the blood, sweat, and tears just like these college athletes did now who have it better than anybody before them. They have it better right now than anybody before them. Now they're in more of the public eye. People can come at them on Twitter and stuff more like that, and that kind of sucks for the players. I mean – you know, somebody just sitting around their home and just attacking players, uh, you know, via Twitter and stuff. So that kind of sucks. But when you consider cost of tuition, everything that these athletes are afforded, all of that stuff, there's never been a better time to be a college athlete. And all of this is built on the game of football, which none of this would be possible, not their scholarship, um, not the potential endorsements that we're talking about now, none of the fandom, none of the fame, all that stuff. None of that would be popular without what people did in the past and, you know, people who were thankful for what they had in college athletics back then. So, again, a step in the right direction. I mean, the stuff has gotten so crazy with coaches making, you know, $12 million a year with Saban, a lot of coaches making eight, a lot of coaches making six. I mean, with all of that money that's being generated with ticket prices, I mean, heck, what would be – I mean, how much of a difference if you could fill Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, first of all, you get 76,000 people in there. I mean, if you charge everybody an extra dollar or two for their ticket, I mean, how much would that go towards, you know, <laughs> towards, you know, helping players out, you know, each game? Something to think about. All right. A few of my ideas. We're going to get to the main topic here. Where's my Keith Grayson graphic? But I want to bring in Keith because he always has an interesting take. Keith has been rambling all over the place. I think he was like camping last night. So it's Halloween. And you have Keith Grayson out camping. I mean, that's just asking for it, isn't it? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Has he ever seen a horror movie before? What up, Trey? What's up, Keith? So, Keith, I was just bringing everybody – I was just telling everybody, you know, we're, we're going to jump into this coaching hot search thing, but I want to talk about what you're doing right now because here it is Halloween night, and you act like you've never seen a horror movie, and you're out camping in Colorado by yourself. 
that's not the way I go. I think I go like I think I've had dreams about going in a plane crash. That's that's oh. that's probably how I die. You think it's going to be definitely, a plane crash? Definitely not of old age. Yeah, definitely not of old age. <laughs> I'm into white people extreme camping. <laughs> it, what, are you, you're, what are you giving me stuff about on Halloween? You're like the ultimate. Weren't you like Marie Antoinette last year? And you get so dressed up for Halloween. It's like I was not Marie Antoinette. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I dressed up last year for Halloween. Oh, whatever. You. That's. It's. It. It's my favorite holiday of the year. I think. I mean, you go all out for it. Too. I enjoy it. My wife, well, my wife really loves it, and I have a six-year-old daughter. One year, so my wife has curly hair, and my daughter's redheaded, as you know, and I'm no-headed, no hair. So we went. Uh, I was Daddy Warbucks. She was Miss Hannigan, and my daughter was Annie, and it was uh, it was a beloved. We won every competition that we entered as a as a family, but that was the last time we did like a family thing. My favorite one that I've done recently, I was uh, Bruce Willis Die Hard for a Christmas party. You had to dress as a, a Christmas character and, and Die Hard is a Christmas movie. You just get dressed up all the time. You I love li- costumes. I like it. Yeah, I like adult Halloween. I don't know why, but I do. It's the, just best, fun. the best place to do Halloween is Vegas. And that yeah. that was my all-time favorite. You know, speaking of which, dealing all these losses, I can't do it now because I'm in a serious committed relationship, but the best way to deal with these losses has always been to go to a strip club. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, take your mind out of it in some kind of way. I dealt with it in Lexington by going to see the Joker movie. Uh, I had a 7 p.m. flight, so I saw the Joker. Um, but uh, interesting take there, there, Keith Grayson. So I, th- I the whole the whole coaching <laughs> hot seat thing, I mean, it's how everybody processes stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they – Sometimes people don't know what they're looking at, and, and again, I'm not I'm not saying what's 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 going now. Here comes your negative reviews, by the way, on on Apple after I start speaking my mind on how this is going to shake out. But I just don't know. You can't fire somebody after a year and a half of a recruiting cycle. It's mm-hmm. one. I mean, that's all he's got. And if, if the talent level was as low as it's been, and as low as everybody saw, and and I think what a lot of people and their feelings are, and they just say fire chat at every response yeah. online or whatever is a culmination of everything that happened with Bielema too. I mean, it's just frustration from a lot of different areas and they don't know how to process it. And that's the, that's the ultimate take is they're just going to say fire, fire Chad Morris. When you have come out and said, you blame this whole season on Nick Starkle. It's his. I fault. blame a lot of it on on Nick, and I hate to I hate to come down on a single player, but I mean his play in some of these games is has just flat out cost them. And you're right. I mean the best possible scenario, and people may not want to hear this, but the best possible scenario is that they win three of these last four games and carry it over into next year. No matter what happens next year, I mean I think he's got to get to a bowl game next year to keep his job, maybe better, but. Um, I think that's the best possible scenario when you consider recruiting and all of that stuff. And it would also require this team actually coming together and fighting and showing some, showing some fortitude, you know, um, that's what it would take. But I mean, Keith, you know, as well as I do, I don't think things are going to end well if they don't win another game this season. I don't think it ends very well. And, you know, we can say, you know, every coach deserves this more time, but if you talk to Rick Schaefer, he will tell you that Frank Broyles was ready to fire Jack Crow after two years. 
was ready to fire him and couldn't because he ended up, I think, salvaging a bowl game. I think they won the bowl game maybe. So he couldn't fire him, but he ended up firing him, you know, because he knew he'd made a mistake. So, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily a good look. I don't know how that would play nationally. But, I mean, right now Arkansas is really the butt of everybody. Anybody who brings up Arkansas has a joke to make. The Colin Cowherd did it yesterday or the day before. I mean, everybody has something negative to say about Arkansas. And are they the worst team in FBS? <laughs> There's a lot of people that think so. Well, I mean, go back and look at when the original hire was made and what people wanted. You wanted some recruiting influence in Texas. you got to get back to yeah, Texas. Done a great job in that regard. I wasn't really about that because look at Texas A&M in Texas, and they're getting all Texas kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, and TCU to some regard as well. I mean, it <laughs> – I, well, there are I, other. I, I mean, there I, are I, other I, I examples also. Look at Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. They're getting Texas kids. Sure. So they wanted they wanted Miles on. So some people wanted Miles on, and uh, the comparison has been made is that Chad Morris mm-hmm. has Gus Malzahn's running schemes with a more complex passing concepts behind it. So, I mean, and he's got the background of uh, an offensive guy, um, and he. It seemed like he gets what it takes in Arkansas. I mean, he's bought in to the community. I know everybody's saying his family hasn't moved there yet, but I, I don't think know, I think that's things people are just looking for things to to bitch about. Really, when it comes to when it comes to that, because I mean, like the the like him going to watch his son play on Friday nights. First of all, go watch your son play. He's the quarterback at Highland Park. You know, you're not going to get that very. I mean, that that's going to run out. So. The thing is, coaches go on the road to recruit Friday night anyway. Everybody has this idea like they're all huddled up, getting the final game plan in on a Friday night. No, most of these coaches are out on the road recruiting. And here you have Chad Morris who's able to do it earlier at a program like Highland Park who also plays other big-name programs, also was able to do stuff like go to the opening, which no other college coach can go to. So, yeah, take advantage of it. People talk about it like it's a bad thing. Chad doesn't live far from me. I mean, he lives – not even a mile away from me. He doesn't live a mile away from me. Uh, I know his dad stays there a lot at his house, and Chad lives there. They also have a place in Montana, I think, you know. I mean, should he not have a place in Montana? But, it's you know, these people are going back and forth, hopping on a plane, going to Dallas and hopping back. I don't. I just don't think it's a big deal. There are plenty of other things for us to complain about with this coaching staff versus him going to see his son play, you know, or, you know, them staying in Texas at Highland Park versus, you know, uprooting his kid right before his junior season of high school, you know, and obviously he needs a parent there with him. So I don't think – I think people are making a bigger deal out of that. But, you know, people are mad. I don't blame people for being upset and mad about the way things are going. And, you know, when you do that, you you find everything to complain about. Yeah. I mean, thank God nobody's set Nick Starkle's Prius on fire yet. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the line? What do you think the line is going to be in the Western Kentucky game? So we're minus seven against. Mm-hmm. Well, Mississippi State's uh, seven point favorite against the Hogs, maybe six and a half. I think they're going to. I think Mississippi State's going to cover and probably win like thirty twenty one. Yeah. What do you think the line is going to be in Western Kentucky? You know, I picked Mississippi State thirty one twenty one. Keith, you think alike. Oh. I think that you probably get Arkansas favored by like four points. Four or five points. It's usually like a four-point home field advantage, so they might look at it as a wash and go four points. It depends on how the Mississippi State game, but if it goes like you said it would, they lose by nine or ten points to Mississippi State at home, then I think it could be 
a slight favor for Arkansas. And against so if it Kentucky. stays if it stays close during the Mississippi State game, when do you get the two quarterbacks that everybody wants to see? When do you, you get can't. John Stephen Jones or KJ in there? You can't. And here's the crux of that. So if if Ben Hicks is playing well, it's a tight game. I think it's going to be Ben Hicks that starts. I'm not saying it should, but I think it. I think that's the way it's it's going right now. I, I mean, they don't have wins to show for it. I think, but I think they feel it gives them the best chance to win, which is a weird thing to say when you only have two wins. And um, so, but I think they start with Hicks. And if the game is close and they feel Hicks is playing well, then we might not see. I think we'll see John Stephen. We might not, not see KJ. And if they lose a close game, then everybody's going to be livid. You know, they're going to be mad. Can we educate some of the fans on what the RPO is? Because mm-hmm. they're like, you got to put in a running quarterback to run the RPO. I've heard yeah. this constantly. John Stephen Jones is running midline zone read in there mm-hmm. against Alabama. That's what was working. He's hitting, he's reading the three tech on an, on like kind of an outside zone to the running back, and then he's keeping it based on if the three tech takes opens up. Or he not, has to be, to he that. has to be a willing runner who is capable, but doesn't have to be like a speed demon or anything, but has to, has, no. to, has to be a guy that's capable. He can't be like, I don't think Nick Starkle can run it very well. The RPO can be a pass, a, a pocket pass. Yes. You can either run the zone. Well, you're not right. You can run zone outside mm-hmm. and then you're reading the Sam linebacker and sometimes the strong safety. Yeah. And you're, and you're reading them on when to throw the ball. So it's run to the running back and pass based on what the linebacker or safety or whatever your read is. And that's the, those are the options. Now you add a different element to that and it becomes more of another option when you have somebody in there that can run the ball, but that is not RP. Just it's getting, the term is getting used where it's like, we're not running the RPO. We're running RPO concepts every game mm-hmm. with Nick Starkle and Ben Hicks. Yeah, no, there's it's no just, question. I mean, they work on it every day in, in practice and stuff. It does add a different dynamic, though, if you have that third option of, of the quarterback taking off. And by the way, I don't know if I properly introduced you, Keith. For those who don't know Keith, who don't listen to the show regularly, Keith, Keith is in real estate in Arizona. He is uh, does uh, college football – or excuse me, high school football coach on the side. What are you, linebackers now? I'm secondary. Secondary so the coach. Season's over. That's why. That's what prompted this trip. Is the season. Oh, the season uh, is over. So I I left the day after. And also a huge Razorback fan. Been with us at Hogsports.com for well, what over a decade. I mean, a long time. And is also the former founder, disgraced former president and founder of the Arizona Razorback Club as well. Is that pretty much it? Yeah, and Grayson Real Estate is now sponsoring uh, Traylon Book Burks and Trey Knox as our as our spokespersons. <laughs> well, you ha- you can do that in January 2021, and that's a that's another great question. Like, can can Trey Knox, you know, can he um, sponsor Hog Sports? Can he be the spokesperson of Hog Sports? You know, what's what's stopping that? Ask ask for uh, instead of asking for permission, just ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. Just do it. Just roll with it. See if you can guess. Especially with the- it being so new. What if, what if Trey Biddy gets his uh, bowl ban? <laughs> that's, that'd, that'd be awesome yeah no one would no one would forgive that Some notoriety uh, i'd have to go well, find another gig no nah, man uh thanks for ruining my vacation fucking hawks football i'm i'm out driving down i-70 one of my this is my second favorite uh places to go out to, to do a road trip outside of the pacific coast highway mm-hmm. did a uh i'm i'm camping all all outside i just got back from aspen uh camp there is negative 12 last night 
and the inside of my tent froze. Um, so that was, I mean, this just has the making of a slasher movie. Well, I mean, it's, it's the sequel to alive, but everybody gets out in this one. Hmm. If those, if those hippie soccer players would have been with me, everybody would have, everybody would have. (laughs) (laughs) Keith Grayson joining us on hog sports live again. If you haven't thrown us a thumbs up, go ahead and throw us a thumbs up now available on Facebook live, YouTube, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google play or just about it. Google Podcasts. I can't even remember what the Google thing is, but plenty of ways to watch and listen on Hog Sports Live. What do you think about this game, Keith? You think uh, you think Arkansas is going to pull it out? It's a. I think Arkansas is a seven point dog. We're right on. I mean, this is what I looked at before the season. So this is probably why I'm not as upset as I should be, or the rest of the fan base is, because I looked at the you know the the defensive uh, averages, the scoring averages on mm. offense and defense and Chad Morris's second year in S- at SMU. And they're right in line with what we are this year. They didn't, they didn't improve that much on offense. They stayed stagnant on offense mm. and then made the biggest jump in year three. So I kind of set myself up for this. So we're scoring 22 and a half a game or something like that. And it's right on pace with what we were last year. Um, we're going to score 21 points, man. Mississippi state has a pretty, decent defense that they don't give up <laughs> and they you know they're not going to throw in the towel if they get down 14 nothing they're going to come battling back like they did against you know AM and lsu they fought they may have gotten beat up a little bit but you know, on the scoreboard but they if you watch the game they were they're coming out of after them with whatever they had so i don't expect them to lay down at all and uh well as arkansas kind of has a little bit of quit in them so mm-hmm. um that's that's concerning. I, I still see that. I think Mississippi State's gonna gonna cover the seven point spread, um, and I think it's gonna be yeah something like thirty twenty one. And I, I I don't think that KJ is gonna get that many snaps. That's what everybody wants to see. Yeah. Um, and 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 that's the everybody's that's gonna the be case, mad. Oh yeah, it's just gonna throw more gas on this tire fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, um, wait till the walk and talk after this one if they if they don't win and they don't play KJ. Just stay <laughs> just out like, of traffic. I get yeah. worried. I get worried with you playing in that crosswalk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you ever do you ever look at this coach's hot seat site? Have you ever do you ever pay any attention to that kind of stuff? I mean, they right now they've got in their top ten they have four coaches who are in their second year. Four coaches in, in year two. Everything's getting sped up. You know, start Lane Kiffin starts offering kids as seventh graders, it speeds up the recruiting cycle. Now yeah. everybody's got to hop on and for start no reason at, at all. You know, yeah. Analyzing sophomores. And it's, it's the same thing that everybody I blame expects. the, I blame the NCAA for so much of this, for moving up, for allowing the recruiting cl- calendar to move up, but at the same time, not allowing you to offer an official scholarship to a player until their senior year. So you can just tell any recruit anytime you want when they're in seventh grade, Hey, you got a scholarship offer and it doesn't mean a thing. The recruiting thinks it means something, but to the coach, it means absolutely nothing. Um, and this is all on the NCAA. I mean, and and now you have this early recruiting period, which is good in a lot of ways because of the you know the move everything moved up, but it's also really bad in a lot of ways because this is right when you have coaches being fired. I mean, you have like even even not even head coaches but assistant coaches. I mean, how many times do we see where? You know, Arkansas might lose a prospect to a linebacker to some other school, and then right after National Signing Day, the their position coach is fired or resigns. Right. You know, and that's in the plans the whole time. They're just not being honest with the recruit, and so now you have like 
this hurry to get all these recruits signed and all these teams have coaching searches, you know, right at the same time, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't give these guys any time to get things going. And maybe that's why we see so many second-year coaches. I mean, this is when this thing really took off, isn't it, with early signing period. So they lose. I mean, Scott Frost is a good example, number eight on the coach's hot seat. So Scott Frost had an undefeated team. He wanted to coach his team in the bowl game. So he's splitting time between Nebraska and UCF and probably didn't put together a good recruiting class or wasn't able to, you know, hit the transfer market or probably the way he should have. And, you know, now he's on the hot seat. So you got Joe Moorhead and Chad Morris, one and two in that respective order, facing each other this weekend. Whoever wins this game is going to, I guess, move back and whoever loses is going to be number one. And then you've got, you've got Scott Frost at number eight. Who else? Jeremy Pruitt at number nine. So you got four coaches right there from uh, in their second year, including three from the SEC. Well, what's, we got to know. 10. We don't know Juracek's history on hiring and firing. It wasn't, you know, when he went. Didn't he hire? He's had success. Coaches have left him. You know, when he's at Houston, coaches have left him. What didn't he? Didn't he bring on Major Applewhite? I feel like that's brought on Applewhite, but he didn't fire him. Um, but he was looking at Chad Morris when that hire was made. Was, I want to say that there was some sort of crossover. Yeah, yeah. Hired the Texas coach. Um, so, I don't know. Did he hire – how long was he – I can't even remember how long he was there. He wasn't there long enough to hire someone. So, I guess it was the only guy he's hired is, no. uh, is Texas Texas guy. Hell, he didn't even hire Kelvin Sampson. No, he didn't. Although, a lot of people, you know, assumed that when during the coaching search that he had hired him. <laughs> So you think he gets one of four, he stays, or it's going to be a coin flip? I don't know. I, I will say again, I do think the best possible outcome is that they rally and win these games here at the end and that he's given another year. I think that's the best possible outcome. I mean, you you fire him, you then you fired a coach after two years. You know, you leave a recruiting class hanging. You had that good recruiting class last year. You needed to put another good one together. You know, there's the uncertainty who you could get, who wants this job, you know, back-to-back two-win seasons. There's all those questions. And, you know, that didn't even talk about buyout money, you know, with Brett Bielema and Chad Morris. You know, they're trying to work something out, I guess, not work it out yet, but they will get down to that with, with Brett Bielema's contract. So there's all those things. It's just not a good situation, you know. I mean, but if he loses out, I just – it's going to be a toxic – you know how toxic it gets in the offseason. Oh, yeah. If no, and he doesn't have any support right now. There are very few fans out there who have an opinion, you know, to, to keep him. But what do you think? What do you think if, if he if he doesn't win any games from here on out? Well, put yeah, your Put yourself on the other side of that. It's hard, to, it's hard for fans to, you know, to really – or anybody to, you know, if I say Arkansas is going to win three of their next four. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying hypothetically. Arkansas is going to win three of their next four. And there are fans that will say, I don't care, get rid of him now. But you can't put yourself in that, how you're going to feel from an emotional standpoint after all that happens. It's hard to project that emotion. I guess if we hear that there's a meeting at the Blessings after the season and Chad Morris doesn't have a plan to get rid of Chavis and put him out to pasture and hire somebody else to run that defense, Mm -hmm. which who is going to come in and want that job? So your, your head coach is on the chopping block if he gets a year three. And you're going to come in and, and take over some something that's you know none of your players and it, all that. I don't know who's going to sign up for that. I would. Mm. And uh, they can you can get things turned teams. around though. 
I mean, I wrote an article. I don't want to rehash what I talked about on Monday too much, but I, I wrote an article just about, you know, comparing Chad Morris' performance to other second-year coaches. You can read that at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com, and comparing him also to coaches that were fired, comparing him to coaches that took over for coaches that left for, you know, another opportunity, comparing him to first-year coaches, and comparing him to programs that underwent scandals. And, I mean, a few years ago, we're talking Baylor's done. Baylor's not recovering, right? I mean, their, their program, they might as well give them the death penalty is what a lot of people were saying. So you had all of this stuff going on. And fast forward, you know, they go 1-11 under rule his first year. Then they win seven his second year. And now they're undefeated, 7-0. and I mean, in a pretty short time. And that's a pretty big – I mean, that's as big a scandal gets, you know, right up there, uh, you know, with what happened with – I mean, it's pointless trying to argue which is worse with what happened at Penn State. And you look at Penn State, and they're undefeated. They never had a losing season. Never had a losing season. And they're undefeated 8-0 right now. And then you throw it to things like sanctions. You know, Ole Miss is better than Arkansas is, and they were busted on national – in probably the most humiliating way possible at the NFL draft – when they thought they were going to have this glorious day, and then, you know, all this stuff happens. Um, but they are in better shape than Arkansas is overall. And you look at Ohio State, this is the crazy one. 2011, all this stuff goes down in Ohio State, and this is very intimate for Razorback fans because of the Sugar Bowl that year. They allowed all those players to play, provided that they would serve suspensions next year, including Trestle and all that stuff. Long story short, they end up firing Trestle, bringing in Fickle to coach for a year, and they went 6-7. and seven. And actually, I guess made a bowl game. They went six and seven, but they had all that happen. And then three years later, they win the national championship. And I'm just, I just look at that. And I'm like, way to show them, NCAA. I mean, people are like, this is going to cripple them. Go back and read headlines from back then. It's going to cripple them. Penn State, give them the death penalty. Baylor, death penalty. All of them are in much better shape than Arkansas. And I hear this rhetoric out there that says Arkansas is never going to recover from this. And it's hard to imagine a scenario where that's going to happen. But it was hard to imagine a scenario for those schools where they're going to be the same again, especially in so short a time. So it can happen where Arkansas can get back. And it doesn't seem like it can. But they it all comes down to coaching, man. you got to have the right coach in hand. I mean, people can say it's the Jimmys and I, Joes, and it is. But it all, comes, all that stuff comes down to coaching. It's a tough pill to swallow, but maybe we're just a basketball and baseball school. That's it. Well, this is a still a football school. It's still a football school. I mean, I can I can tell you that just by traffic, what people are reading, what people are hitting, even though people are upset right now. Um, you know, I can I can sit back and kick back and write just off the top of my head a football story that's just okay. Uh, versus going to a baseball game, covering the baseball game. As popular as baseball is, as much as people like watching the baseball game, I can do all that stuff, go to the game for four hours, do the press conference, write a story, transcribe all that stuff, and that football story that took me 30 minutes to write is going to outperform the baseball story. That's yeah, the there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that hate losing more than they like winning. And I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those people. I'm a front runner. I don't know. I hate. <laughs> I hate the losing, man. I hate it. I hate losing, and it's it's something that I have to work on personally because I just get. I don't like doing something if I can't be the best at it. So, golf is is particularly hard for me because I, you know you put in a lot of work and you still just suck. You still just suck, and you think you got it figured out one day, I and mean, it's just so hard. I mean, you have to think. I mean, the pros, you know, they miss putts. They, you know, they do terrible. But uh, I'm, 
I'm not, a, I'm not the best loser. My daughter's not the best loser, and it's something I've had to work on with her too. But uh, at the same time, cultivate the competitiveness because that's important too. Where did the red hair come from? I need to know this. I know it's a recessive gene. And well, my everybody, girlfriend's a ginger. Everybody asks that, but it, it has to come from both sides of the family. It has to come from mother and father. I mean, that's one of the questions. I probably get to ask that question every single time somebody, you know, meets us. You know, where'd the red hair come from? But it comes from my grandmother and her sister had red hair. My wife's a little further down the road. It's it's interesting that my wife carried the, the trade all the way down. So, And baldness right, doesn't just well, come from your mother. No, it's, it's your dad's. It's your mom's dad. It comes from both sides. Comes from both well, sides. Well, I'm, I'm off to the I'm off to the airport. I'm losing connection a little bit. I got okay. Wu Tang tonight for the 24th oh, nice. uh, anniversary tour at nice. Red Rocks. Going as the uh, I got the bear coat from Workaholics. And, <laughs> Do you? <laughs> uh, and, my, and the girl's gonna be uh, Killer B. Workaholic. Have you seen the Have you seen the new show with uh, the uh, the Righteous Gemstones with uh, Adam Adam Divine from Workaholics? No, I, dude, it's he, so funny. I, he I can only ha- take him in small pieces. He's kind of one of those tried. Well, it's got your older brother. It's got your older brother in it, Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Yeah, we were talking about who you, uh, Pete said you look like a guy, a ballet guy who would take your car on a joyride. And I, said, I hear all the rips. I said you look like uh, Danny McBride's slightly more handsome younger brother, which I think is a it's, it's a fair, fair, fair look. Well, yeah, I don't I don't know what I look like right now. I look like it's my first day of homelessness. Oh, I bet you look like but hell right now, coming my, out of a tent in minus twelve degrees in Colorado. Three, three days without a shower my you know my goal my goal in life is to make so much money that i live out of my truck so mm-hmm. that's i just like navigate the countryside if that uh, happens i'll come join you you could support me i'm pretty much halfway there i'll be okay with that yeah so we're off to off to ure in the in the morning and then, uh, and then Moab after that. So nice. I've got a couple of long legs left. I don't no idea where I'm watching the game, but somebody's going to be buying a TV at a, a bar in either Colorado or Utah after yeah. Saturday. I, I think I'm you'll nice. be good with internet. All right, man. Take be care. Safe. All right, brother. Talk to you later. All right. That's Keith Grayson. Keith does a great job on the pod. I love having Keith on. He just provides a different aspect. And we go off on random tangents every once in a while. The uh, disgraced former president and founder of the Arizona Razorback Club. And uh, Keith Grayson Realty, if you're out in that neck of the woods, check him out. So, what else we got here? I didn't get to any questions today, and I apologize. Trey, do you think the half-off the half off offer if the hogs win is possible this next year we'll do something if the hogs win we're going to do something if the hogs win okay we may even do something anyway i mean we've got this new cbs deal again for anybody watching the cbs deal it's a 99 value a year and you get it for as long as you have the subscription so if you have the subscription for seven years it's like getting 700 dollars for this free service cbs all access commercial free with your subscription at hogsports.com there's an article on the front page that describes everything how to get that but uh one of the great things about being uh under the umbrella of cbs is we are able to offer this like so it's like a hundred bucks for your subscription to hog sports for a year and it's a hundred bucks for this you get one of them free that's the great way to look at it for as long as your subscription is there and it's not going away it's not and we're not raising prices or anything like that it's a dollar right now for your first year at hog sports or excuse me for your first month at hogsports.com we're not giving the store away but 
$1 for your first month at hogsports.com right now or 30% off for your first year with a seven-day free trial. Plenty of ways to watch and listen on Facebook Live, always streaming live on Facebook Live. Throw us a thumbs up if you haven't done so right now. Follow the page. That way you're notified anytime we put content out. Always just put free content on our Facebook page. So uh, if you want to know what's happened at you know, in the what's happened with Razorbacks, then check out our free content. If you want to know what's going to happen, things like Danny West recruiting, the recruiting podcast, all of those types of things, then you'll want to sign up at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. And as I mentioned, CBS All Access comes with that, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Also available on YouTube. I'll be uploading to that right after this. Uh, be sure to subscribe to that page and hit the notifications bell so you know every time we upload a new video. 75% of the people out there who watch the video on YouTube are not subscribed to the channel. So go ahead and subscribe if you like the content and so you're notified as well. Um, Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Say something nice about us if you like the content. Right now, I think we're like a dozen from being the high, the most rated Razorback show, and we're the highest rated at five stars right now. Also available on Spotify and Stitcher. So a lot of ways to tune in to Hogsports Live. Be sure to check out hogsports.com for all the latest and greatest Razorback news. Some of that greatest stuff is few and far between right now, but uh, we'll have some more basketball stuff. Hopefully going to be an exciting basketball season. Regular season starts on Tuesday, so that's very exciting. So I want to thank all of you for joining us. I want to thank Keith Grayson for hopping in, giving his take. Throw us a thumbs up if you haven't done so already once more. For Keith Grayson, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. Happy Halloween, and we will catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.